Taylor Swift has dropped a new album. She is the biggest pop star in the world, and everything she does makes news. I gasped. I was like, oh my God, I've been there, and you can identify with it. For a breakdown of Taylor Swift and her new album, The Tortured Poets Department, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Live from NPR News in New York City, I'm Duahli Saikautau. President Biden tried to show solidarity on Ukraine during his Friday meeting with Italy's far-right Prime Minister, Giorgia Maloney. He told her that the U.S. and Italy have each other's backs, and he added, We also have Ukraine's back. That's why I'm urging the House of Representatives to pass the legislation that allows us to, in a bipartisan way, continue to support Ukraine now. They need the security bill now. The Senate, including 22 Republicans, voted to pass a bill that would help send billions of dollars to help Ukraine in its war effort to push back and end what is now going on more than two years. So far, House Speaker Mike Johnson has not yet held a vote on the foreign aid bill. Meanwhile, the State Department is considering other means of temporarily funding Ukraine to stop Russian advances. One of two paramedics convicted in the 2019 death of Elijah McLean in Aurora, Florida, has been sentenced to five years in prison. Colorado Public Radio's Tony Gorman has more. Police confronted McLean, a 23-year-old black man, after receiving a report of a suspicious person. McLean was put in a chokehold, and Peter Chikuniak and fellow paramedic Jeremy Cooper injected him with the powerful sedative ketamine. McLean died several days later. An emotional Shanine McLean says the paramedics didn't try to save her son. If Peter's child, family member, friend, or co-worker was laying on that ground like my son Elijah McLean was, I guarantee you when Peter arrived, he would not have allowed the brutality to continue. Chikuniak will also concurrently serve a one-year sentence for a criminally negligent homicide. His co-defendant will be sentenced next month. For NPR News, I'm Tony Gorman in Denver. Hours ago, thousands of mourners gathered in Moscow to pay respects to the late Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. He died two weeks ago under mysterious circumstances in a remote Arctic prison. NPR's Charles Maines reports from Moscow. Despite a heavy police presence and fears of arrest, the funeral for Alexei Navalny went largely without incident. Thousands lined the streets around an Orthodox church not far from Navalny's home in Moscow to pay final respects to President Vladimir Putin's fiercest critic. While Navalny's parents attended funeral rites, the crowds waited outside, pinned behind police barricades, often chanting Navalny's name and the political slogans that made him famous. Ahead of the service, Navalny's family accused the Kremlin of scuttling efforts to hold a public event out of fear it could turn into a protest. Yet an anti-government protest is what it resembled, even if supporters' defiance was mixed with grief. Charles Maines, NPR News, Moscow. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 90 points. The Nasdaq was up 183 points. This is NPR. On mountains in California and Nevada, a blizzard warning is in effect, forcing the closure of Yosemite National Park and at least nine Lake Tahoe ski resorts. At this hour, 100 miles of Interstate 80 is shut down, and residents have been urged to stay off roads, as forecasters predict, up to 10 feet of snow in some areas. Even the California Highway Patrol said on its social media that there is no estimated time of reopening the freeway due to spinouts, high winds, and a low visibility.
British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is warning that the UK must confront extremists. Willem Marx reports he says they are seeking to weaken the nation's democracy. In an unusual speech that was light on specific policy proposals, Sunak said extremists from both the far-right and Islamist groups were working, quote, deliberately to undermine Britain's, quote, multi-faith society. Standing outside 10 Downing Street, he said he was concerned about the frequency of public protests that were linked to the conflict in Gaza. He'd earlier called the local parliamentary election in Northern England one of the most divisive in recent British history after a notorious political firebrand unaffiliated to any major party won a convincing victory there. That win by George Galloway, who Sunak said had dismissed Hamas's October 7th attacks in Israel, was, according to Sunak, quote, beyond alarming. For NPR News, I'm Willem Marks. The isolation period for people with COVID is shortening. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says people with COVID or other respiratory infections don't have to isolate for five days before returning to school or work anymore. I'm Duahli Saikautau, NPR News. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org.